0: We we're looking at a topic title: The Power of Our Testimonies. The Power of Our Testimonies. Praise God. The Power of Our Testimonies. Hallelujah. If you looked at Joshua chapter 3 and Joshua chapter 4, you will definitely discover that God instructed his people to maintain their testimonies. Praise God. The reason is because we as humans, we are creatures of forgetfulness. We easily forget. We easily forget what God has done. We easily forget what we've gone through. We easily forget all we've achieved we we'll easily forget what God has helped us to uh, acquire. we we'll easily forget things, praise God. And so there was a time when God did mysterious things for Israel and he asked them that they should have a memorial. They must have a memorial. And that memorial is your testimony, praise God. That memorial is the legacy of God that memorial is the foundation of god so that god will be glorified so let's quickly look at joshua chapter 3 and joshua chapter 4 i'll be reading fast because of time praise god chapter 3 verse 1 and joshua rose early in the morning and they removed from shishem and came to jordan he and all the children of israel and lodged there before they passed over and it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host and they commanded the people saying when ye see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priest and the Levite bearing it ye shall remove from your place and go after it verse 4 yet there shall be a space between you and it about 2,000 cubits by measure come not near unto it that ye may that ye may may know the way by which ye must go. For ye have not passed this way hitherto for. In other words, it is a strange path that you're going to go through. Praise God. You've never been through this way before. Verse 5, And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourself for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. These are very important things that we should note as we go along. God is about to do strange things but the instruction is that when you see the, 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 the Levites and the Ark of the Covenant, that is the presence of God, is in uh, motion, is moving. You must not stay, keep moving as the presence of God moves. But I didn't stop there. He said this is going to happen tomorrow and as a result, today you must what sanctify yourself. For tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders among you. Are you expecting wonders? Are you expecting the move of God? Are you expecting the healing of God? Are you expecting the miracle of God? Are you expecting God's provision? Are you expecting God's blessing? Are you expecting the the, the deliverance of God? Sanctify yourself in preparation for what God is about to do. There are a lot of people who are asking God for a miracle, but they haven't prepared themselves for the miracle. There are a lot of people who are believing God for certain things, but they didn't make provision for what they are believing for. Praise God. Hallelujah. They have not built themselves towards that which God is about to do. They have not prepared. Verse 6. And Joshua spake unto the priest, saying, Take up the ark of the covenant and pass over before the people. And they took up the ark of the covenant and went before the people. And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day, I will begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel and they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. And thou shalt command the priest that bear the ark of the covenant saying, when ye are come to the brim of the water of Jordan, ye shall stand still in Jordan. Remember what God said to Moses? Stand still and see what? The salvation of the Lord. In other words, this doesn't concern you. When you get there, leave everything in my care. I'm in complete control. One of the major problems that we have today in the body of Christ is that we do not stand still anymore. Praise God. We're in the age and the time of what? Showing off. Everybody wants to show off. Everybody wants recognition. Everybody wants to take the the, the the testimony or or the honor that belongs to God. Everybody wants their name to be shown. I did this, the title. Praise God. They should be recognized. Don't you know I'm the one that prayed and raised the dead to life? Don't you know I did that? I did. Ah, the hand of God was upon me. Nonsense. It doesn't concern you. <laughs> it doesn't concern you. If you raised the dead to life, the, the dead came to life not because you prayed, but because God answered. Praise God. So stand still. Relax. Turn to your neighbor and say, relax. God is about to do wonders. All you have to do is to sanctify yourself. You sanctify yourself and leave the rest in the hands of God. The Bible didn't say that you are about to do wonders. No, no, no. It doesn't concern you. It's not your responsibility. Who's going to do wonders? 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 God is about to do wonders among you, not you doing the wonders. <laughs> So your responsibility is of twofold. Number one, sanctify yourself. Number two, be still. (laughs) I must say that again. Number one, sanctify yourself. Number two, be still. Again, number one, number two. Number one, number two. Finally, number one, sanctify yourself. Number two, that's all you gotta do. That's all. Don't try to play God in this matter. Because remember, he told you, that you are going to go through a path that you have never been before. Listen, wow, A lot of Christians want to go through the same old path. So they remember what happened the last time. They said, I have an experience. I know what it is like. I know a God said, what a nonsense you you are thinking. What what a foolish idea. What a, 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 a very corrupt, corroded concept. You think I'll do the same thing the same way? I'm God. You are limited. You are narrow-minded. I am almighty God. I'm not going to do it as it used to. I'm not going to do it the way you are anticipating. It's going to be done in my own way. Praise God. Hallelujah. So he said be still. When you get there, you must be what? Be still in Jordan he ye shall stand still. Even Joshua. <laughs> Even Joshua. Until the instruction showed up. What to do? Praise God. And Joshua said unto all the children of Israel, come hitherto and hear the word of the Lord, your God. Now the instruction is coming. Joshua said, what did he say? Hereby you shall know, ye shall know, ye shall know that I am Joshua. I am anointed. I am a man of God. Is that what we see there? Hereby we shall know you are gifted. Oh, you can move mountain. Is that what we see there? Hereby you shall know. You can speak in Mandarin tongues. You can speak in Hindu. You can speak Arabic tongues. Is that what we see there? Nope, nothing absolutely. has all the gifts of healing, miracles, signs, and wonders. Is that what we see? Hereby shall do 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 either to hear the word of the Lord your God and Joshua said, hereby, hereby ye shall know that word, the living God is among you, that's the secret, the living God is where this living God who is among us, will do living, mysterious, miracle things praise God every other thing around is dead but what is alive, the living God every other powers may be limited may be fake praise God but we're talking about the power of what? the living God that is among you praise God that the living God is among you who is among us this morning? Ah, beloved what we're about to discover what God did in chapter 4 he had never done for anyone else That is why he told them ahead, be prepared for this. Sanctify yourself. I'm going to show you the path that you've never been before. Praise God. This is a secret that we ought to learn as children of God. That somehow God wants us to to go through, or he's planning to take us through a path that we've never been, we've never known, we've never experienced. Many of us are struggling with nostalgia. We still keep the old flash. We still have the whole record. We still think that God is still old school. <laughs> Don't forget the Bible says he's the same word. Yesterday, what? And today, yes, and forever. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you're talking about greatness, he's the same. If you're talking about power, he's the same. Hallelujah. Look at the scripture crying. It says he is the living God among you and that he will not fail, without fail, sorry, and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Kenyanites and the Hittite and the Hivites and the Perizzite and the Gagisites and the Amorites and the Jebusites, all the sites and the height. I will drive them away. I don't know what kind of height and sight that has been troubling your life, but I have a good news for you this morning. The Lord is about to drive them away from you in Jesus' name. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passed before you into Jordan. Now therefore take you twelve men out of the tribe of Israel, out of every tribe a man. Which means that God, whatever he was about to do, has to do with the nation of Israel. So each and every tribe must be represented, number one. Each and every tribe must experience the hand of God. Number two, each and every tribe must have the testimony of God. Praise God. You see, God is not selfish. God is not partial. God is not discriminatory. Praise God. God loves everyone equally. He cares for everyone equally. He can help everyone. Praise the name of our God. The Bible says in verse 12, it says, Now therefore take... You twelve men out of the tribes of Israel and of every tribe a man. And it shall come to pass as soon as the souls of the feet of the priest that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters and that come down from above, and they shall stand upon a heap. Praise God. Verse 14. And it came to pass when the people removed from their tent and passed over Jordan that the priest bearing the ark of the covenant before the people, and as they that bear the ark were, look at it, as they were come unto Jordan, and the feet of the priest that bear, look at it, the feet of the priest that what? That bear the ark were dipped in the brims of the waters, for Jordan overflowed all his banks all the times. Of Abbas, praise God. That the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon a heap very far from the city Adam. That take note of this now. He says he rose far unto the city of from the city Adam that is beside Zarethan, and those that came down towards the sea on the plate, even the salt sea, failed, praise God. They failed and were cut off. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. And the people, take a note now. The people passed over right against Jericho. Look at verse 17. Can we read together after to go. And the priest that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground. You see that there? They stood firm on what? Dry ground. Underline that word in the midst of Jordan. In the midst of the water, they stood. In the presence of the problem, they stood. In the presence of the storm and the swelling, they stood. In the presence of the fierce and rolling, sea, they stood. Praise God. In the midst of the Jordan, praise God. And all the Israelites, look at it, all the Israelites pass over on dry ground. You see dry ground is mentioned there again. And look at the word that I love the most in this account. It says, until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. Until they were all passed. All. Oh. So which means that every single one of them experienced the miracle of God. Every single one of them experienced the deliverance of God. Every single one of them experienced the mysteries of God. They tasted of it. Because they, it's not like, oh, people passed. No, it's like we did, we passed. We experienced. We walked We walked on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan River. We, we walked on dry ground. It is a river. Yes, we all know it's a Jordan River. But when we were walking at that particular time, the Jordan gave way. Praise God. And we walked upon dry ground in the midst of the Jordan River.
1: Dry ground
0: in the midst of the Jordan River. God parted the Jordan River. Now take note of it. The Bible says, the priest, the 12 of them, the Levite, the Bible says, all of them. But look at it. The priest, they bear the Ark of the Covenant. Now take note, before you begin to idolize yourself, Mr. Pastor, Mr. Priest, or Bishop, or Apostle, or Overseer, or Deacon, or Coordinator, or whatever you are, God bless your heart. But don't idolize yourself. Because what we see in verse 16, 17 is that, They bear 15, 16, 17, they bear the Ark of the Covenant that empowers them to step into the Jordan. Do you hear me? So without the Ark of the Covenant, if they had stepped into that Jordan, they would have drowned. Did you get it now? Without the Ark of the Covenant, if they had stepped into that Jordan, they would have drowned, they would have failed. But do you know what gave them the audacity To step into the Jordan, it was the presence of Almighty God. Do you see that there? Remember what we read about? The Bible says that the Lord will be with you today. Do you see that? Do you remember that? And he will do wonders. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, God was with them. God was, his presence was upon them. And trust me, the presence of God will never drown. It's not possible. Praise God hallelujah. It's not like human being that that you know, naturally you might sort of like um, invent that which will kill you, but God has never designed anything that will kill him. Praise God. He's too powerful. Hallelujah. He's too powerful. God will never drown. Jesus walked upon the sea. Amen. And so the Bible says when they peered the Ark of the Covenant, they were able to go through the Jordan On dry ground, why? Because the presence of God was upon them. May I say this to you? Without him, you are nothing. Without him, you go nowhere. Without him, you will not be able to accomplish whatever it is that you are accomplishing now. The Bible says, in him we will live and move and have our being." And look at verse 1 of chapter 4. And this is where I'm dragging you to. And it came to pass when all the people were past claimed over Jordan that the Lord spake. Who spake now? The Lord. The Lord himself spake unto Joshua saying, afterwards you got the miracle. You've crossed over. You've experienced my power. You've tasted my mystery. You are an evidence of my wonders. You've seen strange things that you've never seen before. I pass you through the way that you've never passed before. Listen, listen, listen. Remember in verse five, God told them, verse 4, he's going to take them through a way that, that they've never been before. Praise God. There's no road in Jordan. In the midst of Jordan, there's no road. You either you go by boats or you fly over. Other than that, there's no path in Jordan. So but what God did was he created a path in an impossible situation or condition. Praise God. What was impossible, God made it to be possible. That path through Jordan, at, I mean, listen, the children of Israel were the only ones that tread through that path. No one else have ever done that since then. Why? Because afterwards then, the Bible says the sea came back to itself. The Jordan came back to itself. And so no one, listen, God gave them a remarkable testimony that no one else ever had. They walked on the dry ground, on the bed of Jordan that no one else have ever walked. Or no one else will ever walk. That is why he told them, I am about to do strange things, but this strange thing is something that you've never experienced before. It's a path that you've never gone before and when you go through it, in other words, you are the only one that will have that testimony. May I say this to you? God is about to do something mysterious, something strange, something miraculous, that after he would have done it, you will be the only one that have such a testimony and such an evidence of the wonders and the love and the hand and the move of God upon your life in the name of Jesus. So the Bible says that God said to them now unto Joshua for, for him to speak to the children of Israel, that verse 12, take you 12 men out of the people, out of every tribe, amen, and command ye them, saying, take ye hands, out of the midst of Jordan. Look at it now. Out of this place that you've walked. On dry ground. Dry ground. Take note now. There were rocks there. The Bible says. You should take out of the midst of the Jordan. Out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm. Twelve stones. Twelve stones. And ye shall carry them over with you. And leave them in the lodging place where he shall lodge this night. Then Joshua called the twelve men. Whom he had prepared of the children of israel out of every tribe a man and joshua said unto them pass over before the ark of the lord your god into the midst of jordan praise god and take you up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder can you imagine that according us unto the number of the tribe of the children of israel that this look at this now verse 6 that this may be a sign. That when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean ye by these stones? Ye shall answer them, praise God, that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark. You see, the waters of Jordan were cut off before the priest. Is that what we read? Were cut off before the people of God. Is that what we read? Look at it. The Bible says that the waters of Jordan were cut off before what? The presence of God, that is the ark. It, the, the, the Bible says, it was caught up before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it passed over When it passed over Jordan, praise God. The waters of Jordan were caught up and these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. Which is, they shall never ever forget that the Jordan fled from the presence of God. They should never ever forget that the Jordan dried up from the presence of God. They shall never ever forget that they were able to walk on dry ground. Why? Because the presence of God was with them. They shall never ever forget that this is a strange path that no one had ever trod upon and we are the only people that have this testimony to tread upon such value And this happened because of the presence of God that was there with us. May I say this to you? If only you can secure the presence of God in your life, you will have bountiful testimonies in Jesus' name. Your testimony shall overflow. You begin to do strange things that you've never done. You experience mysterious things that others have never experienced in their life. God will take you to places that you've never been to. You are going to see things that you've never seen in your life. You begin to understand mysteries that you've never learned. Why? The presence of God will enable you to be able to do such things. Praise God. May I say this to you? Beloved, God wanted these people to remember these testimonies. Why? There are several reasons as to why God wanted them to remember these testimonies. Number one, that they will never forget that the the, the Jordan fled from before the presence of God. So, never you forget that. Never you forget that. May I say this, the most important treasure that you have in this life unto eternity is the presence of God. The presence of God will bring you unending testimonies. Unending testimonies. Praise God. We must secure the presence of God. And let me tell you something. God wanted them to maintain that testimony. Because listen to this now, very important. The testimony is supposed to point them towards God. Every time, the testimony point them. Remember what God is capable of doing. Remember what God did for us. Remember how we walked on dry ground. Remember how the sea was parted. Remember how God did this. So what is happening here is that God is saying, your testimony ought to be there in order for you to remember me. Your testimony ought to be there in order for you to recognize what I can do or what I have done. So your testimony ought to point towards God. Praise God. Joshua was not mentioned. The priests were not mentioned. The Levites were not mentioned, but what was mentioned here, the presence of God, which was the act of the Lord. Never you trespass the glory of God. If you're a pastor, pay attention to this. You are not recognized in this. God is recognized. God raised the dead, say praise God, roll on the, on the pulpit, roll on the floor, on the stage, let the whole world know that you are also a contributor to glorify God, but you are not the testimony God himself is the testimony. God did this, God heal, God provide, God deliver, God bless, God fought the battle, God wrote breakthrough. Everything gives glory to the presence of Almighty God. So as we talk about the power of our testimony, why would God ask these people to have 12 stones as a memorial? 12 stones. Number one is to show them that God is able to take care of them. So whenever they see those 12 stones, they will remember God is able. Whenever they see those 12 stones, they will remember God is powerful. Whenever they see those 12 stones, they will remember God can do it. Hallelujah. Let's look at Psalm 78 verse 5. Psalm 78 verse 5. We're talking about the power of our testimonies. Let's go to Psalm 78. Let's deal with some aspect of our testimonies now. 78, are we there? I hope I'm blessing you this morning. 78 verse 5. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, praise God, which he commanded our fathers. You see what we've just read from Joshua is what we are reading now. Which he commanded our fathers That they should make them known to their children. Remember, listen to this. The reason why people stray away into false religion and idolatry is because they easily forget what God has done. I said before that humans are creatures of forgetfulness. We easily forget. That's why God always wants us to remember. In Psalm 81 verse 5. Psalm 81 verse 5. Are we there? 81 verse number 5. Thank you Lord. For he ordained in Joseph a testimony. He ordained in Joseph for a testimony when he went out through the land of Egypt where he heard a language that I understood not. Strange things happen and yet that was a testimony. Praise God. Beloved, we are not under the law anymore. We are under a different dispensation that is called the dispensation of grace. Praise God. And under this dispensation of grace, the Bible says that we are more privileged, according to what we know, under this New Testament dispensation, we are more privileged, we have more access into the presence of God than those who once lived this life. Praise God. We are more privileged than Moses and Abraham and David and Jeremiah and Joshua and all these people that we are reading and studying about. We are more privileged we are more privileged because we have more access into the presence of god a lot of things that were mysterious that were hidden in the old testament they are revealed in the new testament not only that they were anticipating and hoping to see god we we were the generation that don't just we our people don't just see god this uh, dispensation of grace don't just see god but we experience god and god lives in us praise god hallelujah and so our testimony ought to be greater our testimony ought to be greater than others. But most of the time, most of the time, we spend our lives complaining about what we are going through instead of testifying about what God has done. Every time you complain, you build a world against yourself. Every time you complain, you open doors for the kingdom of darkness to come in and knock you off. Some, the Bible says Psalm 103, Psalm 103 says something. Let me read that quickly and then we proceed. Psalm 103. Take it from verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Why? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Why? Who forgiveth all thy iniquities? Do you read that verse properly? Who forgiveth some of your iniquities? Is that what we just read? Certain iniquities. Is that what we have just read? All of our iniquities. How many times have you sinned against God? every day god bless you every day i love that answer but then when they ask do you have a testimony ah i don't i don't ah, you know i don't know but i'm tired this church, church thing this god god uh, in fact i was looking for a job and nothing i never had a job shut up your life alone is a testimony if you are able to wake up this morning you are strong you are healthy. do you know how many people woke up this morning paralyzed How many people woke up this morning with stroke? How many people woke up this morning with bad news, heart attack? Some didn't even wake up at all. And you are privileged to wake up this morning instead of you thanking God and saying, Lord, what a testimony. The moment that you are able to open your eyes and you see a new day is a testimony. Every day you live is a testimony. Every single day you live and you are alive, you have a testimony. Do you have a testimony? No i don't have no testimony what should i testify about i've been praying to, to to god for him to give me a husband or to give me a wife Up till today no brother has seen me you better be quiet or no brother will never see you if you're not quiet as you keep mumbling and complaining you are building walls against yourself for god to forgive you all your iniquities not some all your iniquities who healed all my diseases all your diseases all the sickness all the cancer that would have killed you all the kidney failure that would have killed you all the liver problem that would have killed you yet you are still alive verse so, four who redeemed thy life from destruction Who this year? he forgive he redeemed and then at the end he crowned thee with what loving kindness and tender mercies. what else do you want he did everything this is a complete package of what god has done who satisfied thy mouth with good things so that thy thy youth is renewed like an eagle. What else? Who else will ever satisfy you? Good things. Good things. Good things in your mouth. So that thy youth is renewed like an eagle. You have a good job. You have a good marriage. Good children. Good health. Good this. Good that. Listen. And listen very well. If you are genuine in your Christian faith, you ought to be grateful every day. Nobody need to force you to pray. Nobody need to force you to serve God. When you wake up in the morning, you should be singing. I have a brand new day in my life. Oh, I have a brand new day this morning. Lord, I have a brand new day. Jesus woke me up this morning. Even right now, he's here. You should be celebrating God. You should be praising God. You should give him glory. You should give him all the worship and the adoration that he deserves. Get up in the morning. Ah, oh, what a day. Today is Monday again. Another week. Ah, come on. Oh man. I hate going to work. But they are in the same place that you are working. That you are complaining. Others will still go to work and be dancing on a Monday morning. And they will be saying another day, another dollar. Whereas you are complaining. And you are a child of God and you are a complainer. But while the unbeliever is rejoicing because they are achieving their dreams. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the Lord renewed. He renewed that youth like an eagle. And the Lord executed righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his act unto the children of Israel. What a privilege. Look at what Paul says in the book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 24. We have a better privilege. We have a better dispensation. We have a better access because the Holy Spirit abides in us. His grace and His presence. We ought to praise God the more for our salvation, for our redemption, for everything that He has done. We ought to be celebrating God than ever. Chapter 20, verse 24. Can we read this together? Very interesting. See what it says. He says, but none of these things moved me. All the persecution, all the trials, all the difficulties he was going through, all the shipwreck. He says, none of these things moved me. Instead, what happened? What did he say? Neither count I my life there unto myself. You see a man that is grateful? You see a man that has a testimony? He even recognizes all what God is doing. And he said, I didn't count my life unto myself. He says, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry. Praise God. says which i have received which i have received of the lord jesus look at this. look at this to testify the gospel of the grace of god your life must testify of the gospel your life must testify of his grace your life must testify of his love your life must testify of his deliverance your life must testify of how he heal all your diseases your life must testify on how he forgive all your iniquities. Your life must testify on how he renews your youth like an eagle. Your life must testify on how he delivers you from oppression. Do you know what was going on last night when you were changing gears? Like a frog. But God was there. You were dead last night, by the way. <laughs> the second level of death. Praise God. You were semi-dead last night. Didn't know what was going on while you were sleeping. And God says, okay, for you, I wake you up this morning. Hallelujah. In the morning, in the morning, in the morning, I will rise and praise the Lord. In the morning, in the morning, in the morning, I will rise and praise the Lord why are we to rise and praise god we are to rise because we are a testimony of the living rise and praise god that i live under this dispensation of grace and i am alive to see another day life is all about the grace of god grace 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 what is grace grace is undeserved favor of god grace is that unconditional love of god praise god grace is that unlimited presence of god upon your life that which you don't deserve you don't work for it but he works for you you want me to say that again you don't work for it but he works for you god says you don't deserve it but it's gonna happen praise god you know it's like what the canadian government is doing now He says, okay, there's coronavirus, and uh, if you're not working, uh, you don't want to work, no problem, but we'll give you $2,000 a month. Do you work for it? Do you deserve it? Have you ever called the government and said, hey, you know, what what happened to the money? And then then you were breaking your head. (laughs) No, all you need is just to fill your form, you cross your leg, and the money is coming. So if you're not praying for the Canadian government, you have a problem. Amen. If you are not praying for the Canadian government, you have a problem. I see Joe Biden just did the same thing for them in the US, right? They're having all their package, you know? Do they deserve it? You say, well, I'm a citizen. If you're a citizen, go and work for it. Go labor. Show yourself a real citizen. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve who you are. You don't deserve what God is doing. But yet, you are blessed. God provided. God supported God delivered. Do you know that everything that God is doing is by his grace? The Bible says something in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9. It says, not by works less any man should boast, but by grace are we saved through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. In Romans chapter 3 verse 24, the Bible says we are justified through grace. Justified through grace. We are justified through grace. Can you imagine that? Romans chapter 3 verse 24. The Bible says in the book of Titus, Chapter 2, verse 11, that we are privileged to live godly. The Bible says the grace of God has appeared unto all men, teaching us to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts, that we must live soberly and godly in this present world. So the grace of God teaches us to live godly. Praise God. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, the grace of God counts us worthy in his presence. The grace of God counts us worthy. Even though you are unworthy, God looks at you and says, you are worthy. can you imagine abraham was unrighteous but the bible says that he was counted righteous in the presence of god unqualified it's like they said we need um four people who are three feet tall four people three feet tall and you look at yourself you are what five feet six feet four feet uh what Seven or six points, something and all. And God says, Your sin is too tall, it's too high. You're not qualified. I'm looking for somebody with three feet. Maybe it's only Gabby that will be qualified. And God looks and says, Okay, you are not qualified, you are not qualified, you are not qualified, you are not qualified. You are not qualified. But you know what? Uh, because of grace and love, all of you are qualified. You're like, Really? God, me, you call me. God says, Yes. You say, But no, but God, I don't deserve it. God says, Yes, because you don't deserve it that's why i called you because through my love and my grace i can give you access these are the reasons why we ought to praise god you see let me let me say this i was saying something to someone the other day i said god god is opening my eyes these days you know into some strange strange um, path spiritually beloved listen to this it is not by your works it's not by your labor If that is the case, you should have saved yourself. Go to the cross and die for your sins. Let me see if you can make it. Your own sin is even capable of killing you. Much more, you say, I want to die for my sins. You are not qualified. That is what is killing people who are religious. Religious people think that oh no, I must pay for my sins. Or my sin is too big that God cannot come close to you. That's true. But you are not qualified to pay for your sins. Number one, Number two, because of the love of God, the everlasting love of God, he looked at you and said, you know what? Even though you are not qualified, I will make you qualify. You are not justified, I will justify you. And beloved, do you know that these are the reasons why we ought to praise God? We ought to testify about the goodness of God. We ought to testify about the love of God. We ought to testify about the faithfulness of God. We ought to testify about the provisions of God. We have the privilege. The Bible says, Paul says that he will testify, why? Because of the saving grace of God. Because of his loving kindness. What are the benefits of our testimonies? As we talk about the power of our testimonies. God told Joshua, tell these people to have 12 stones as a memorial. Number one is to show and every one of them that they were delivered. Number two, It's to also show that the power of God was real. And many more reasons that God glorified himself, that the people of God were not put to shame, that they were not disappointed. They didn't drown in the Jordan. Oh, they went there because God said, and the Ark of the Covenant was there, and then the water came and smashed all of them, and they died on the spot. No, that's not the legacy. That's not the testimony. Praise God. So let's see what the power of our testimonies can do. We're going to go into that now. Number one, the power of your testimonies enlightening others. When you testify, that testimony enlightening other people. Praise God. There are those that will come to church. They are discouraged. They are confused. They are traumatized. Somebody came to church and the doctor gave that person three days to leave. And we prayed immediately, God healed that person. You see all the tubes and all the gadgets and all the oxygen and everything. The person was dying in the next three days. And after the prayer, you realize that that person was healed. Trust me, if you have toothache, your toothache will disappear immediately. Right? Why? Because the testimony of that individual will enlighten you. says, wow. If God could heal a man or a woman that was supposed to be dead in three days, I don't think I have any problem anymore because mine that I was breaking my head about seems ordinary when I heard what God has done for this man or for this woman. Your problem, I mean your your testimony enlightening others that is why you must testify about the goodness of God. Praise God. Number two, your testimony empowers you and empowers others. Every time you testify about what God has done you are empowering yourself and you are empowering others. Praise God. Praise God. Because the moment you know that God can do this, you are going to build your faith to say, if he did it for him, he will do it for me. Praise God. He will give you extraordinary grace to take a risk and believe God. Because a lot of people, they say they believe God, but they never take a risk. They never let go they are stretching their hands and say god can you take take please and god touch that thing they are giving to him and god says okay you let it go now they say, but no god i don't know but can i trust you ah god can you do this and you know god says let it go you are still holding it your testimony can empower you and empower others they will let go of that which they are holding believing that god is able to see them through praise god number three your testimony increases the faith of others it increased the faith of others. Praise God. Your testimony increased the faith of others. If you are in a crusade or if you are in a program where somebody is sick beside you and you yourself, you are sick, the moment that person received their miracle, praise God, you know you are next in life. Praise God. Why? You are going to build up faith because when you look at the situation of the individual and look at your own situation and you see how God healed them, in your eyes, praise God, right in front of you, in your eyes, you saw it in your presence, it happened, and you saw what God did, you're like, oh my goodness, if God did this, I see it, it's not like they said, I saw it myself. I experienced it, I saw it. You are believing God by faith for your own miracle. So, testimonies enlightening you, testimonies empower you and others, Testimonies increase the faith of others. Number four or number five, testimony gives assurance. It gives assurance. You are confident, you are sure and sure what God did yesterday, he's able to do today and he will do tomorrow. I am not afraid. They said, do you believe God? Do you believe God? Why won't you take the medication? or Why won't you do this? That is why if you look, many Christians are not taking the vaccines. You know why many Christians are not taking vaccines? (laughs) <laughs> because already we are vaccinated. Who vaccinated us? The Holy Ghost. We have, ah, we have more than vaccino. You have the blood of Jesus. You have the Holy Ghost. You have the word of God. Sanctification is there. Grace is there. Oh, anointing is there. You are overloaded. Praise God. You are divinely, spiritually immunized by the presence of God. Hallelujah. You don't understand what I'm saying if you're not born again. You may think that I'm just religious. No, no. I'm saying the truth. Hallelujah. It gives you assurance. It gives you confidence. Your testimony puts others on the platform of faith. They have confidence to believe that God can do it. Praise God. They have assurance that God can heal. As for me right now, standing in front of you, I believe that there's not a single problem that God cannot solve. I've seen it. There's not a single sickness or disease that God cannot heal. I've seen it. Praise God. There's not a single situation that God cannot change. I've seen it. Hallelujah. And so, when we talk about witnessing, your testimony can be a witness, praise God, that will give that assurance to the next person. To say, you know what? God is able, it builds your confidence in God and in others. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 10. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse number 10. I hope I'm blessing you this morning. I pray that I will finish on time. Second Thessalonians chapter 1. Are we there? Verse number 10. Are we ready for this? Hallelujah. He says, When you shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be and to be admired in all them that believe. In all them that believe, the reason is because our testimonies among you was what? Was believed in that day. Our testimonies among you was believed in that day. So you see, their faith was ignited. They have assurance. They have confidence. Why? Because they had the testimonies of what God did for these people. So the testimony was believed. Hallelujah. Do you know why the unbelievers around you have not come to know the lord yet is because you have not told them what god has done they have not seen the evidence you are hiding the evidence praise god the testimony of one's life can impact the other praise god another reason why you ought to testify about the goodness of god is because your testimony gladdens the heart of god it brings glory to god in the book of hebrews chapter 11 verse 5 Hebrews eleven five. 5. He gladdens the heart of God. He brings glory to Almighty God. Hebrews chapter 11. Thank you, Lord. Verse number 5. Are we there? It says, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found. Because, look at it, because God has translated him before, before his translation. Look at this. I love this. Before his translation, he had this testimony. What was his testimony? That he pleased God. His testimony was that he pleased God. What is your testimony? What is your testimony that you pleased God? What is your testimony that you were healed? What is your testimony that you were delivered? What is your testimony that God provided? What are your testimonies? Those testimonies ought to please God. Do you see that there? The testimony please who? One more time. The testimony please who? The testimony please who? please God, not yourself. And the reason why sometimes, listen now, pay attention, look up and look at me. The reason why many of us don't receive the next miracle that we're waiting for is because of your past behavior. God blessed you, God provided, God healed you. Instead of giving glory and honor and thanks unto God, you are hiding everything. You take the glory to yourself. When people see what is happening in your life, I know I can do it, but I told you I won't do it. You're doubting me. Ah, Don't you see what I've done? Don't you see how it works? What are you doing now? You are taking glory to yourself. And of which you really truly, you know you did nothing. It was just god's mercy that somebody came and said i know how this works before you know it, it was done but then instead of you testifying and say oh thank god there's somebody that came and this and that and god did this god did that you don't do that you went out there and you were talking about yourself yourself your testimony was about yourself it was about your pride about what you've done and god looked and say look, look 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 at this one praise god you are believing god for a basement apartment and God touched somebody to buy you a house, and they bought you the house. Instead of going and say, "Thank God, they bought me a house!" Oh, God is wonderful. You went out there, you were telling others, "Man, I just bought a house." Liar! Who just bought a house? I bought a house. How much you bought it for? It was about so and so. Oh man, they said, "Oh, you have money." So, I know you know that. Oh, of course. Now, nah. <laughs> what do you have? Nothing. Dodo, father, nothing absolutely. God bless you through his mercy. Instead of God, being glorified. You're taking glory. No wonder you cannot pay the bills anymore for the house. God says, okay, you want to take glory? I leave it there. You continue. Praise God. The sixth reason why you ought to praise God, not only that it gladdens the heart of God, the sixth reason is that when you testify, your testimonies are weapons. Your testimonies enable you to overcome your enemies. Revelation chapter 12. Your testimonies are victorious weapons that enable you, they enable you to overcome the enemy. Praise God. You will overcome your enemy this morning in Jesus' name. Revelation chapter 12, verse number 11. For the Bible says, And they overcame him. That is the devil. They overcame, who are these days? Believers. We overcome the devil. The Bible says, They overcame him by what? The blood of the Lamb. Is it by your effort? Is it by your strength? They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their word. Every time you testify, you are defeating the enemy. Every time you stand to say, God heal, God deliver, you are shaming the devil. That is why I hate when people talk a lot about the devil. Oh, if you know what the devil is doing, oh, the devil is battle, oh, oh, the devil... Do, no, 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 don't talk about him. Don't give him any platform at, in the presence of God, no. Don't let it come and take, listen, there are some times when we stand, instead of giving glory to God, we're giving glory to the devil. Stop talking about the devil. That is why I believe in deliverance, right? I believe in praying against the kingdom of darkness. You understand me? But my focus is not on them. My focus is centered on God, so that the devil doesn't obstruct me. I don't have to be paying attention. Who you, devil? I chase you out. No, There is time for that. There is time to chase the devil, I used to say. But pay attention to God and what God is doing. When you do that, you humiliate the devil right away. You slap him, you curse him, you kick him, you crush him, you just you just smashed him right away, right there on his face. Because there's one power that he cannot contend with, and that is the power of God. Look at it now. He says, And they overcame him by what? By the blood of the Lamb, not by your blood. Apply the blood. And by the word of their testimony. What testimony? Testimony about what? Testimony about God's power testimony about God's goodness, testimony about God's salvation, testimony about God's deliverance, testimonies about God's miracle, testimony about God's intervention, testimony about God's provision, testimony about God's blessing, testimony about all that God has done. And the Bible says, and they love not their lives unto the death. What is your testimony? What are your testimonies? Your testimony will crush the enemy. You will overcome the enemy. You will conquer the forces and the powers of darkness when you stand to testify. I want to testify about what God has done for me. Praise God. And by the time you explain, you know, I was I was watching um, 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 a, a program the other day, Pastor Paul uh, and I saw a woman at the age of 44 years. I don't know if you guys watched that. 44 years. She said she had Thirteen suitor that came and dumped her. Thirteen, she was counting. Praise God! But there was a demonic power and force that has been in operation that she will never marry in her life. When that miracle came, even the king in the village, it her marriage was public in the village, not even in a place, in, in a in a uh, in a hall. It was out there in a big field. People were crying of her testimony. The man. She had never met the man. The man sent her a a message and told her, I am going to marry you, so and so and so date. Never met this man, miraculously. And the woman was wondering, like, where is this gonna come from? He said to her, you don't have to pay for anything, you don't need nothing, everything is paid for. Everything was miraculous, mysterious, miraculous, mysterious, and she was shocked when she was testifying, the entire church was weeping. I was like, God, you are wonderful. God, you are great. God, you are mighty. Haven't you seen women? I remember one time my overseer was having a program. Was it last year or the year before? And she went to a town where this lady had, it was a young girl, she had a baby and then her womb came out and they were tying the womb under her legs. Can you imagine that? They were tying the womb under our legs. And the Lord gave a word of knowledge. There is a lady that came here with the mother, and your womb is out. As I'm praying right now, it's going back into his position. Can you imagine? What a mystery. What a mystery. Yesterday, I received a message when he went to the city center, the place called the Cotton tree. And he was destroying the, 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 the instrument and the thing that one individual that was an occultic person that has to do with the, 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 the thing that is happening in the nation of Sierra Leone. Destroy all those things and people were talking and all of this and all. So they said, the man testified, I saw, I, I watched it yesterday. The man said they went to go to that same tree, the city center to undo what the overseer had done, what they have prayed for over the years. The man said right on the spot, two of them died, right on the spot. The others were being changed by the power of God. So right there the morning, he picked up the phone. He was calling. He didn't mention his name. He said, please, he's begging. He needed security to go and go take him where he is because he wants to testify. He said he doesn't want to die because people are dying. What happened? He said what the overseer had done, they went there with some demonic powers. They called them intercontinental witchcraft group of people they came from other parts of the world to support them to go and do what they have done in the city of Rita. Two of them die instantly. And the others, I think one of them paralyzes something or whatever. I can't remember exactly everything. I'll send you the testimony. That's the power of God. That's the power of God. So we must testify about these things. We must let the world know what God is doing. We must let the world know about the goodness of God. We must let the world know that God can provide. We must let the world know that God can heal, God can deliver, God can fight on our behalf. So when we testify, we paralyze the kingdom of darkness, we destroy the forces of darkness, and we overcome them by the special grace of God. Whenever we testify, we also give glory to the character of God. We give glory. To the character of God. Psalm 93 verse 5. Whenever we testify, we give glory to the character of God. Praise God. Psalm 93. Are we there? We're almost there. 93 verse 5. Are we ready for this? Thank you, Jesus. He said that testimonies are very short. The testimonies of God are very short you don't need to be afraid, God will provide. Six, you don't need to be afraid, God will heal. You don't need to be confused, you don't need to be worried, you don't need to be skeptical, you don't need to be uh, ideological, no. All you ought to do is to believe God. His testimonies are sure. God is going to heal. Yes. God is going to deliver. Yes. God is going to provide. Yes. God is going to set free, yes. God is going to help, yes. God is going to bless, yes. God is going to save, yes. God is going to make a way, yes. God is capable and God is able. He says, thy testimonies are sure. The doctors might not be sure, but God is sure. Your husband might not be sure, but God is sure. Your friend may not be sure, but God is sure. The government may not know what is going on, but God knows what is going on. It says the testimony, that is, the of I mean activities of God, the actions of God, the manifestation of the powers of God are sure. And it says at the end, holiness becometh thy house, O Lord, forever. Why? Because they can testify about the goodness of God, that it is true, it is sure, and God cannot lie. Your testimony brings hope and assurance. Your testimony brings hope and assurance. Hallelujah. Your testimony also increases God's love in the life of others. Hallelujah. It increases the love of God both to us and to others. Psalm 119, 119, 119, verse 88. I love this one. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 119, verse 88. What does it say? Quicken me after thy loving kindness, so shall I keep thy testimony the testimony of thy mouth. Quicken me after thy loving kindness. So shall I keep the testimony of thy mouth. When you experience the love of God, you must testify. What are some of the things that the Lord has done for you? Some of you were chronically sick. Some of you were even dying. Some of us, God picked us from the gutter, or from the guttermost, and raised up unto the uttermost. Praise God. Some of us we are down will be rejected, battered, shattered, ignored, ostracized. And yet God looked at us and said, you know what? You are the best. Come up and I'll take you from zero and I'll make you a hero. Praise God. We must testify about his loving kindness. Your testimonies conquer the world and the activities of the world. It conquers the persecutors. It conquers everyone out there. Look at uh, Luke chapter 21 the New Testament, Luke chapter 21, verse 13. 21, 13. This was when the disciples were being persecuted, and all that they were going through, Luke 21, 13. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 21. Are we ready for this? Let's take it from verse 12. He said, but before all this, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, deliver you up to the synagogues and into prisons being brought before kings and rulers of many and rulers for my name's sake. Excuse me. And it shall turn, look at it, it shall turn to you for a what? A testimony. The persecution will become your testimony in Jesus' name. Tell the world that God turned it around. There will be a turn around in the name of Jesus. Your, your testimony should validate the mysteries of the work of God. Of the mysterious work of god your testimony ought to validate the mysterious works of god you can see that in saint john chapter 3 verse 32. saint john chapter 3 32 to 33 you can see saint john chapter 21 verse 24. it validates the mysterious works of god it justified the miracles of god it let the world know that god is good God is faithful. Act chapter 14, verse number 3. Let's see that quickly. Act 14, verse 23. Act 14. Thank you, Jesus. 14, 23. Hallelujah. Act 14, verse 3, verse 3. Act chapter 14, verse 3. Long time therefore, a bold day, speaking boldly, speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony, they gave testimony unto the word of his grace, and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. You see that? Testimony of the grace of God. Testimony of the love of God. Testimony of the heart of God. Testimony of God's power. Testimony of everything that God is doing. When you do that, God will take glory. Finally, you have a responsibility to testify. Every time you do not testify, you are betraying God and you are betraying the work of God. You are giving glory to the devil. But every time you stand to testify, you're glorifying God. It is our responsibility as a church, as an individual, it is your responsibility to testify about the goodness of our God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1. See what it says. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you what? the testimony of God, declaring unto you the testimony of God. What have you declared? Are you declaring that which the devil is doing? Are you declaring yourself? Are you declaring the world and the activities of the world? Are you declaring the pleasures of life? Young men, when you gather together to talk, have discussion, what is the discussion all about? Is it that which will be a testimony unto God? Is it that which will glorify God? Are you testifying about the hand of God? About the love of God? Are you giving assurance to the lost that they should be saved? Are you giving assurance and hope to those who are saved that there should be confidence in God? God is the way is, the, is the way maker, is the miracle worker, is the promise keeper. Are we giving assurance and testimony to the love of God? To the grace of God? Beloved, every day ought to be a day of testimony. Every day ought to be a day of praise and thanksgiving unto our God. Every day ought to be a day that you and I. Supposed to worship him because of who he is and all that he has done. Remember the scripture says, for without him we can do nothing. What is nothing? Nothing is, is nothing. Hallelujah. And if you want your life to be an evidence of who God is, you want your life to be a testimony, then you should run with the testimonies. If you want your life to be a testimony, you must run with the testimonies of God. Because let me say this before we pray. Your testimonies of yesterday is the platform for your miracle today. Your testimonies of yesterday is the platform for your miracle today. And your testimony of today will become the platform for your miracle tomorrow. Praise God. We should get to the point where we should stop complaining. God killed the children of Israel in the wilderness because of murmuring and complaining according to the book of Numbers. Hallelujah. But the more you testify about the goodness of God, the more you praise God, the more you worship God, the more you exalt God, the more you open the windows of heaven for yourself. Praise God. And the more you enjoy the blessings and the wonders. Because you know what? Praise and worship. I mean, your testimony is part of praising God and worshiping God. And the Bible says, let the people praise thee. Let the people praise thee, O God. Then shall the earth... Yield our increase. Do you want to experience increase? Do you want to see more? Do you want God to continue to establish Himself in you? Continue to testify of the goodness, the greatness, and the power of our God. Shall we pray this morning? Shall we talk to the Lord? This